You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Oh, genial, jugar, puede ser. I'm Courtney, and I'm the bear. <laughs> I mean, Allison. I was not ready for that. I was not ready. <laughs> I was not ready to bring BJ and the bear back yet, but oh, it's back. It came back the very uh, next day. But I'm Courtney, and she's... I'm Allison. Not a chimpanzee. She's Allison. That's me. And we're Courtney and Allison the Double X Files. You ever thought how yawns are like orgasms? I thought it was sneezes. I know. I thought sneezes were <sighs> orgasms. No. Well, I mean, you know that feeling like when you yawn, but you can't yawn. You're almost oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like yawn edging. But you can't finish. Yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. Oh, you can't yawn to completion. I can't. I can't. I'm, I have... I have yawn dysfunction. Oh, no. Anyways, hi, you guys. Hi, guys. Uh, we just finished season two, episode 13. Irresistible. 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 Sounds like a gum commercial. It does. Um, fresh goes better with fresh something fresh mint. Double mint gum. Remember the double mint gum commercials when there were a bunch of twins? Yeah. It really actually scared me as a kid. I didn't know that many twins existed on that earth. Double your pleasure, but double your fun. Ooh, why? Was that? That was the song. Yeah. That was the song. That seems really gross Double your freshness with double mint gum. But, like, double your pleasure, is that meaning, like, these two twins are going to come to your door and just... That... There were definitive sexual implications of this advertisement. Just go crazy. Because I remember they were like, oh, yeah. Two guy twins on a bike, and they're just like, hey, stop him right there. Here's some gum. And the girl was like, oh, twin gum. (laughs) Does the gum turn you into a twin? Or does the gum allow you to find your earthly twin? Uh, The gum makes you horny for twins. Whoa. Weird. That's what the advertisements would imply. I had, when I was younger, I lived next door to a set of twins named Jay and Noel, and apparently I was the only one who could tell them apart. Oh, yeah. And to me, like, it was really obvious who was who, but everyone was like, uh. I went to uh, school with a pair of twins called Matt and Jason, and my mom called them little accountants. Why? Because they dressed like little accountants. Did they? How do accountants dress? Like a little button-up shirt and khakis. Oh, just like Fancy Boys. Yeah, they were 100% Fancy Boys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was this one about? Oh, yeah, this one. Okay, this X-Files, man. Here's the Descripto, Season 2, Episode 13, Irresistible. Mm-hmm. Skelly and Mulder hunt down a fetishist who collects pieces of the dead. Gross. Gross. Now, when I read when I read uh, this description, when you were guesstimating, first of all, you don't get you don't get any points. No Skinner, no cat, no cat, no Skinner, no points. You know that's my policy. No cat, no Skinner, no points. No cat, no Skinner, no points. No shit, uh, no shoes, no service. This one gave me the textbook creeps. Gave you a textbook case of the creeps, and that hasn't happened in a long time. No, it's been a while, huh? Yeah been a while since i felt the creeps you know <laughs> it was new and refreshing and exciting it was a refreshing creeps it was a it was a double mcgum creeps <laughs> um 
We got some questions, though. So if you are an actual X-Files fan, unlike us, we have some questions and we do really seriously need you to answer these questions as long as it's not in a spoilerly way yeah like if this is connected to something else which i assume that it might be like it's hard to tell i don't know if this is something that we have some questions we have some questions guys and you please answer them um double x files podcast at gmail.com because we got some we gotta unload some stuff Mm-hmm. We actually want to know this, which is weird for yeah. us. We actually want to take the time. We actually, afterwards, guys, we took the time to go on Wikipedia to find out more about this episode because we were interested in we it. We had a lot to ask. Which is weird. Because usually we just like, well, fuck it. Gonna take a poop and I guess do this podcast. Yeah, I'm gonna shit out all my cares about this episode. <laughs> um, but uh, no, we're here. We're cuddled up in uh, in Courtney's bed as usual. I got my blank. I got my pillow. I've got a pillow just under my... But what? Got my this bud. Is, this pillow is actually kind of weird, Courtney, because it what? seems like it's full of your husband's hair. Yeah. Why would that be? Well, like, I mean, we got it like that at Ikea. You bought at Ikea a pillow full of your husband's hair. Yeah. Head and non-head. Yeah. Colin's super hairy. Like, has he been making hairy. money off on the side selling his hair, head and not head, well, to Ikea to stuff their pillows? Well, like, okay, so you know Ikea is made by the Swedes, correct? Yeah. And the Swedes pride themselves on, have, like, Swedish pride, right? And that kind of blonde hair, blue eye imagery that is associated with the Swedes. Mm-hmm. But the, the kind of dark secret is... Um, they actually aren't all blonde. Okay, okay, okay. Not all okay. Are blonde. I'm, I'm intrigued. So they commission out other blondes, and in this case, we got a strawberry blonde in Colin. Um, to okay. cook their first of all, he's a full ginge. Let's not. <laughs> no, he's pretty. I would call at, at sometimes when he's stuck inside, he's almost a, he can pass for a dirty blonde. <laughs> yeah, he can. Yeah, he can. Um. So the Swedes actually commission out other blondes to have their hair trimming so they can stuff their pillows full of them. Interesting. So all IKEA beds and pillows and like are full of of blonde hair, but not all blonde hair is Swedish. And some of that hair belongs to your husband. And some of that hair belongs to my husband's back. <laughs> oh, so this pillow contains his back hair. That is oh that is not a month of back hair. That is a full week and of I've back hair. And I've just been sticking my face right in it. Well, I mean, we keep it just pristine. Mm. He's got a forest back there. <laughs> you know, like, um, you think that, like, blonde people don't, like, okay, I have pretty dark, I, I'm Eastern European situation sort of thing. I got pretty dark, thick hair. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can grow a mustache if I want to, and I do, or <laughs> if I don't want to. I got some, like, free kind of chin hairs, chinny chin chin hairs, but... You, you kind of have this thing of, like, well, blondes and, and gingers and stuff, they have light hair, they're maybe more hairless. No. Colin's got, like, a, like a, like a tank top, but it's hair. Amazing. And it's dark, too. Oh. Yeah. I thought it was blonde. No, it's not. Well, we have to dye the hair to oh, get to the Oh, okay, sweets. so you're doing a one-over on Ikea there. Yeah, we have fucking, we want those sweet meatballs. What's this episode about? Hair. Okay, cool. We start with the funeral. Yes, there's a funeral. And we start with, um, uh, you call, well, we, I said Michael C. Hawley. He had the 
demeanor of Dexter, basically. I said he looked like a cross between Michael C. Hall and Peter Krause, who starred together as brothers in Six Feet Under. And then at the end... And then later we thought he also looks like a young Harrison Ford. Yeah, and I think we stuck with that. He did look very much like a young Harrison Ford. Mm -hmm. Uh, He comes to this funeral and uh, everyone is cleared out. He works at the funeral home. Yes, it turns out he works at the funeral and he touches touches the body. He does. He has a pair of pinking shears. Which he really... I mean, I don't know. I've never been to a body funeral before. Um, I don't know if I have. I don't remember. Body funeral? I think I have. Yeah. I tended to avoid funerals when I was young. I, that's not on my list. Yeah. Like, I'll go to a memorial service or, like, a wake. hmm But I, I mean, if I had a choice, like, when I, Allison, when I die, mm-hmm. I don't want a funeral. Okay. Like, just, like, I am, um, cremation is fine. Well, I'm in charge of your estate, so it's good that I know this. Yeah. Um, but I've heard that you can get freeze-dried now. Yeah. I'd like to be freeze-dried. That'd be cool. I think we had this conversation already. Have we? Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad we're establishing it. <laughs> so when I pass on from this earthly coil, uh, you know exactly what I need you to do with my body. Yeah, shoot it into space. Ooh. No, I want to be. I want to be crab food. Cool. I think that's the purest form, like giving back onto the earth, mm-hmm. is to be eaten by something that I myself am allergic to, which are crabs. The circle of love. And then I feel. <laughs> I feel like from the day we arrived on this planet. <laughs> is this my background music as I talk about it? Yes. Oh. Uh, I, I feel like into the I want to be eaten by crabs There's more because I know that those crabs will be eaten by what to do then can never be done. rich white people. It's the circle. <laughs> The circle of life. Ay-yay. That's how it ends, right? Uh, okay, 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 okay. Anyway, crabs. Crabs. Okay. Um. So yeah, that story was about how you have crabs, right? Yeah. Okay. And now you do too, because you are in my bed. Uh huh. And then your Cuddling husband's back hair is full of them. <laughs> uh, young Harrison Ford. Uh. Oh. Okay. This is where it begins. Yeah. So he's creeping around in the um, mortuary basement with all the 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 the, the coffins. Yeah. The and the them. mortuary artist is there, and he—that's what they the call guy. Yeah, the, the head, head guy. Yeah, the head guy. The head mortuary artist. It's like a subway. They're not sandwich makers. They're sandwich you mean artists. sandwich artists? Yeah. <laughs> they're more. They're body artists. They're mortuary artists. So these guys artists. body artists? Yeah. Okay. Good. Um and. He's, he looks like he has a popsicle in his mouth. Is that he the case? He sure does. He looks like he has something He's in so his mouth. He's so chill. I love it. Oh, like a lemon lime? I thought, I was Mwah. thinking like, you know what? When I was a kid and yeah. I would get a popsicle in the summer after dance class, yeah. I would always hope they would have green or blue and they like never would. Green? Yeah, lime. What? Oh, lime? Blue's blue raspberry. I love blue la- raspberry. Also, they used to have these giant popsicles that were shaped like Donald Duck and Mickey Mouse. Yeah, and with the gumballs? Oh, no, no, not the gumballs. No? These were like thick, like 3D statuettes of like <gasps> I full body. I remember those. Yeah, right? And each character was a different flavor, right? Yes. And Donald they were Duck. huge. Shit. Donald Duck was orange? I want to say Donald Duck was orange. Maybe. I don't and then, remember. And then Mickey was like red. Red flavor. I think Goofy was in the mix. And Goofy was purple. Yeah. I want to say, because that's my gut. Yeah. I remember those. Although, speaking of the gumball eye, yeah. ice cream pops, yeah. my favorite was Taz, the Tasmanian okay. devil, because mm-hmm. he was a cherry cola flavor. 
Wow. I always went with the, um, like, the rockets. Oh, yeah. Like, the red, white, and blue rockets. Um, cool. Which is weird. And also, my, uh, the Copetown store, which mm-hmm. is a small town outside of where I was living. So, we rode our little bikes there, and we got, like, they still had those, uh, those Popeye smokes. Oh, really? We got, th- we got a lot of those Popeye smokes. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't think they still have those, do they? Mm, I don't know. smoking is bad? Smoking is bad. Yeah. As so we I have learned a uh, in the last episode. Super, super hor- oral fixation because of those. Oh, yeah. So just eat a lot of popsicles. I have oral fixation, but I never ate those, so I don't know where mine <laughs> comes from, but... The Mickey, but you have oral fixation when it comes to Mickey Mouse, and that's yeah, like only real Mickey weird. Mouse, which is so, I just want to get take his ears and just <laughs> just gum them. Just <laughs> uh, anyway, okay, let's go back to the weird. Thing. Yeah, okay, weird beard. Uh, young Harrison Ford is there creeping around, mm-hmm. and the the funeral director has a flash, and we see from the funeral director's point of view, and. Young Harrison Ford stands up from behind the coffin, Mm -hmm. but suddenly it's not his body. It's like a weird Batman body. It's like a giant bat demon. And I'm not talking about Batman Bruce Wayne. But like a bat boy, but a man. But a bat boy who has turned into a man. He's become a man. Uh, He had his his bat mitzvah. (laughs) Nailed it. (gasps) Um, I know bat mitzvahs are for girls and bar mitzvahs are yeah. for boys, but look, that joke worked and you can't deny it. He became a man at his bat mitzvah. That's like 13. That bat guy wasn't 13. Look, the more you pick so it you, apart, okay. the less it's going to work, but can that I, is a good I, joke. Can I ask a question? Yes. I think the Jewish faith is off because by calling a 13-year-old boy a man, mm-hmm. that's, that is... A mistake. A huge mistake. Oh, yeah. I work with 13-year-old boys. They, they're not even people then. Yeah. Like, they're not even a human being with empathy or thoughts then. They have, they, they have no emotion. That's fair. Well, they do, but it's really annoying. It's like, the farts are funny. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Wait, am I a 13-year-old boy? Yeah, we we are both. Because, well, we haven't had our bat mitzvah yet. No. We haven't turned into beautiful Batman. <laughs> what a shame. <laughs> One day. One day. One day. So this guy's a weird, like, creepy yeah. Batman. He looks, like, bloody almost. So which we're is like, weird. well, shit. Okay, like, so uh, that's, is that the paranormal aspect? Yeah. So, so, and then that comes back. Uh, but we'll talk about that later. So he is fired. Because he was giving the girl a haircut. He was giving the girl a haircut. And the and guy's that's like, weird. you're a freak. Now, is that, okay, I have something that's maybe because... Like, I've seen stuff. I've seen things. Yeah. But, like, cutting a dead person's hair, I mean... NBD. Like, I mean, they do worse things to, like, dead bodies to get it prepared for a funeral. Oh, absolutely. They fucking stick a buck plug up your anus so that the poop doesn't drip out. You don't want leakage. They fucking, Um, like... They put these plastic discs under your eyelids with spikes so your eyelids... The spikes keep your eyelids closed. Yeah. They, um, so they put a needle up through the bottom of your chin, up through your soft palate, so your mouth doesn't gape open. Mm-hmm. Like, they do worse. I think that's more degrading to bodies than fucking cutting hair. Yeah. And I'm sure they do that, too, like, the, the way they do the makeup and the hair, too. Although, to be fair, when they do all that stuff, the butt plug, the eye discs, the spike through your chin, like, they're not also jerking it to that. 
Was it implied that he was jerking? Oh, it was implied that it it was a sexual fascination. Mm, I think. I didn't think so. They just think, well, I mean. Because all of the, here's the thing, is that all of the visual references to other films and concepts. Were very sexual. Were references to other Yeah. And you read in that book, the book that actually was necrophilia. Yeah. Or, they had to cut it? Yeah. Originally, this script was about a necrophiliac and Fox just said, like, no, we can't put that on TV. Which, good. I mean, yes. Yeah. So they had to take out any overt references to uh, sexuality in the fetishism. But, I mean, that it, like... And I guess the fact that, like, he had all the funeral flowers in his bedroom. Yeah. So there are subtle implications. It was very subtle, but it wasn't... It wasn't over. Which, yeah, but like, it's also not, you can't, I don't think you can make an argument that it wasn't sexual. No, no, that is very true. That is very true. I mean, it could have been more sexual. Oh, absolutely. It could have been lewdly sexual. You could have been seeing a full D. But and, and I'm glad they didn't do that because it left me, it was creepy. It was more yeah. creepy than like gross. And it probably wouldn't have been as creepy if it had been more if, overt. Yeah, that's true. It was very lightly overt. Yeah. It was sex light. Sex light. Which is what we call dry humping. I call it's the I call it the light in my bedroom that I turn on when it's sexy time. <laughs> Which is, is it never is I'm it... so alone. <laughs> you have your cat. I have my cat. I mean Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> she is my beautiful sweet baby, but no, 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 no. No, no, no. Um is your sex light red? Um it is actually like a golden light. It bathes everything in a golden glow. Because I like, nice. I have a role play where I pretend that I'm King Midas, <laughs> and that everything I touch turns to gold. So, so the person in your bed is like gold. They're and then gonna you fuck the person. They're gonna become gold. <laughs> but instead of your hands, it's your mouth. Oh, it's my hands. Okay. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> High five. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just got turned. Gold. <laughs> oh, no. This whole podcast is gold. Oh, it's it got, is. got Allison's fingers all up in it. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I haven't eaten in days. Everything's gold. <laughs> this is a horrible curse. I have to tie my hands behind my back and eat like I'm in a state fair eating contest. <laughs> I mean, that's not bad. No, it's amazing. <laughs> But I'm covered in chili dogs all the time. I'm glad you didn't go for, like, shellfish. Oh, burp. You could just, like, toothpaste it with your mouth. <laughs> oh, no. What would be the hardest thing to eat without your hands? Like, um, like even, like, fruit with a hard, like, crust? Or, yeah. No, what is it called? Uh, skin? Skin? Hard skin. Like a, you know, fruit crust. <laughs> you know, fruit crust. Like a watermelon. That would be awful. I think it would be difficult to eat a, like, a chunky pureed soup. Because you, your hands? You can't drink it. You have to lap it like a cat. Why couldn't you just stick your lips and go, oh, like that? Because the noise is just awful. Oh, that's the best part. <laughs> you can't, look, when you got gold hands, when you got gold pussy hands, you can't. <laughs> you can't. That's the name of my, um, my Bond movie. I'm the villain, and my name is Gold Pussy Hands. <laughs> and, and ladies, and Jillian Anderson is the Bond. Yeah, yeah, because that's a thing. Apparently, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. apparently, yeah. We read the news. We read the internet. Yep. 
Uh, God, what I like I like this better than what we were faced with because that what we were faced with was really creepy. Oh, Al from Quantum Leap is here. Yeah, what's the guy's name? I don't know. It's not Scott Bayo because Scott Bayo is the other guy. Al, you know Al with the scar. Al, I have no idea what you're you talking about. Quantum Leap? No. Oh, come on. I'm well, lame. talk about Al. Uh, Al is oh God, he's so great. He's like a non no nonsense uh policeman. And um, everything he says is a delight. White old man placement that we were delighted with. Oh, that's not true. Really? What about the guy who said? Um, uh, it was a couple episodes ago, and he said like, "I I don't like anything you're saying to me right now." Oh yeah, that like guy that. was that guy good. was great. Uh, Al was was uh, played by Dean Stockwell. Oh, who as a younger actor looked like a pig man. Look. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, he looked kind of like a pig man. Perfect. He aged more gracefully than he did, than a lot of people. Um, so, Al from Quantum Leap is there, and he's going to help solve this case. Yeah. And what this case is, is there is a body, a casket, that was dug up, and, and it's, I guess it was just, like, the hair was cut. And, and the, the fingernails, yeah. So, I mean, it. They, again, they say it's, like, really horrifying. But maybe this is an instance of where it was rewritten, like... Oh, that it was fucked? Like, Scully retains the amount of disgust she had in the original script, even though now there's no necrophilia. So they cut out the word fucked, like the body was fucked. That, to me, makes sense. Oh, that makes way more sense. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. So it was like, yeah, they cut the nails and the hair, and also the body was fucked. And then Scully's like, oh, yeah, because I would have that Yeah, that, that makes sense. But in this case, it's like, oh, yeah, someone dug up this body and cut the hair and the nails, and she just basically vomits. Yeah. And, and we're and like, fucking Scully. separates, like, fucking everything from your body. Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot more sense, actually. You think they recut it? No, because they had to rewrite the script. I think they just didn't rewrite they those parts. They just didn't rewrite Scully's, like, re- reactions. Yeah. I understand now. That makes a lot more sense. Well, that seems they're like, way this, more lazy this then. This checks out. That seems way more lazy. Um, So, I wrote Mulder is doing some actual profiling. Yeah, he actually gives, like, a profile of this type of uh, fetishist. You guys, Mulder did his job. Mulder, Mulder did it. Yeah, he, like, did his real job. Which is... The first time in two seasons? Oh, it's been a while. It's been a whole... It's been a minute. whole lot of a while. Um, I also wrote, um, why is Scully so upset? And I said, did she have a bad... She had a really bad haircut once? Yeah, I think that's what it is, is that she got a really bad haircut once. Like, she looked like... She looked like Lime Cat. Lime Cat? Yeah, it's the cat with the lime on its head. <laughs> you know Lime Cat. It's like the bowl haircut, but it's a lime? Yeah, you know I Lime sh- Cat. Um, She's she's typing Lime Cat into the image search. Except I can't type. Except she's doing Lime. Come uh, meet come meet Mr. Kitty today. Whoa. Oh yeah, that's a good Lime Cat. But I want to go up to the first thing. NationalTigerSanctuary.org. Oh, us. I thought come meet Mr. Kitty, and it was like a sex thing. Oh no. <laughs> um. So we go to the hot streets of Vancouver, yeah, where the UBC bus is sliding number past ni- number ninety nine. It wasn't a B line back then. Nope, nope, nope. It was the ninety nine to UBC. So I guess it would be like on Broadway, going yeah. to Broadway. Um, and um, there's some um ladies who are working, 
And there's a lot of them. Yeah. And they're getting picked up. And uh, young Harrison Ford is picking up a lady and um, takes her back to the apartment. And there's some real big American Psycho vibes. Oh, it's super creepy. Like, really, really, really creepy. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, in a... I mean, having the trope of having a, a working prostitute being the first victim. Yeah. Uh, it's roof. It's 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 lazy. It's roof. Um, I'm not shocked at it coming no, from X Files. No, I'm not shocked at it. Um, it was super creepy though. We were on edge the entire time. Yeah. And the be- actually the best thing and the worst thing was he goes to answer the phone about his new job working as like a Swanson's delivery guy. Um, and the and the and the woman comes in. Uh, to his bedroom where he's talking on the phone and we zoom out and his bedroom was full of old funeral flowers. Yeah. And that was the creepy, one of those. That was a really nice touch. It was a good touch. Yeah. Good mise-en-scene. Yes, a very good (laughs) mise-en-scene. Let's see. And there was like an odd, unusual graduate reference and that goes, I guess, back into that sexual thing. Yeah. Um... Well, yeah, I mean, he's bathing these women, so yeah. you can't really say that it's not sexual um, in any way. So one of the kind of interesting things about this guy's character is that, like I said, he bathes these girls, and he has all these hair products and stuff because he was studying to be a cosmetologist. Or he says so. Yeah. I guess so. Um. Anyways, I... I would like to express relief that this did not go down a path that I momentarily thought it would go down. Of homosexual bashing? Yes. Yes. Um, so, I mean, I don't want to say good work for not doing a <laughs> shitty thing. Good work for not going down that road. But I just want to say I felt relief. I did too. Because when he was going through that interview... Oh, it, yeah. It was kind of a going... It was going it, this stereotypical, like, my haunches were like... I feel like they almost certainly could have gone that way, especially with the fact like he had a mother and four sisters. That would be the stereotypical story to tell. Do you think it was kind of orbiting that and Uh, then maybe they took it out? It's very possible. Because I do dislike, like they kept saying that this guy was like the youngest brother of four sisters. Like that was a issue in his yeah, life. Yeah. And like the his relationship with his mom was and like a cosmetology. Huge... So I definitely had a concern that that was the direction they were trying to go. And but his then it's speech. Ne- his speech was. His speech patterns definitely played into that as yeah. well. Yeah, it was kind of a gross... They never mentioned it, which is good. Yeah, so it's... But it was almost this kind of gross feeling. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that scene was kind of... Ugh. But let's talk full of uh, about a p- fistful of tampons. Yay! Okay. <laughs> My favorite fistful of something. For a fistful of tampons more. <laughs> um... So he gets a, young Harrison Ford gets a delivery man service. Because back in the day, in the 90s, we used to have, like frozen food deliveries because mm-hmm. we are a fat fat nation uh <laughs> instead of milk uh you got frozen food so like i remember the swanson's guy and you get like your frozen chicken pot pies and stuff it's not like ice cream it was like homemade ready meals and stuff mm-hmm. uh so he's one of those delivery guys and he goes to a house uh and it's a mom who's preparing cookies and also a daughter, too. Yeah. And we're like, oh, oh no. shit. I really thought this family was going to come back into it. I thought so, too, but I But guess I think so. the point of this scene was just to play up how trusting everyone in this city is. 
which was something that um, yeah. Al from Quantum Leap had been talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, so he goes to the, uh, young Harrison Ford goes to the washroom and then dips into the, uh, bathroom garbage. We're like, oh, he's going to bring up just a bunch of just pads. Full handful of bloody tamps. Yeah. But no, they, I guess they cut that. Yeah. Instead he brought up some sweet, sweet pube hair. Yep. And then he sniffed it. Oh God. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Could you like, um... Can you, like, style your pubes? I imagine you could. Like, with hair products? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, with, I mean... I'm certain there's people out there that do. Like, a full mohawk? Could you go full mohawk? I think, provided you weren't about to put your pants back on, you could. (laughs) I feel like... You're, like, getting ready, like, just one moment, baby, and then you just go spike that bush. The advent of pants, I think, is really going to ruin any kind of... Look, okay. you're gonna rock down okay. there. Okay, okay, how about this? What if I rock the cornrows? Oh my god, amazing. <laughs> amazing. I don't know how you would, I mean, I guess you could braid it. Oh, absolutely. It might be a little bit uncomfortable, but I feel like the style would be worth it. Yeah, and people would be like, damn. What if, like, also, do you think there's, like, bush, like, mullets where it's kind of short and then out by the labia it's kind of longer? Oh, yeah, party in the front. Oh, no. Business in the front, party in the back. Party in the Absolutely. back. Absolutely. Be... I think you can also get party in the front, business in the back. Which is your taint hair. Yeah. Oh, God. That taint hair is a bother sometimes. It is. I mean, even if you do some, like, trimming down there, I mean, nothing can touch that. And How sometimes... are you supposed to get back there? I mean, you just need a friend to... Yeah, that's true. So that brings me to my next question, Allison. Oh, no. We'll ask you later. Okay. We'll ask you later. Yeah, off, off the air. air. Off air. So I think that, that's a moment we need to spend yeah. with one another. So that I can say yes without... <laughs> without feeling weird? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> um, so, Fistful of Tampons. Um, Doopity-doo. Doopity-doo. Something-something. Uh, oh, oh, paid vacation. Yeah. Oh, boy, you guys. Why don't you do that one? Okay, so they bring um, the woman uh, that was killed. Uh, her friend or partner or yeah, whatever. Yeah, her co-worker. Um, they bring her in to look at a lineup. And um, she says, well, it's not any of these guys. It was a guy that looked like pretty normal. And then she says, oh, we've all been carrying knives since it happened. Yeah. And then Fox Mulder says, hey, maybe now's a good time to take that paid vacation your boss owes you. Fuck you, Mulder. Fuck you, Mulder. What the fuck? Jesus Christ. Anyway, that was the worst line. I mean, there were some bad lines. I mean, it was inappropriate. It It was was super inappropriate. inappropriate. (laughs) Right? Prostitutes, am I right? Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Ugh. Um, So night classes. Mm Mm-hmm. So the um, young Harrison Ford is taking theology once. So there's also that kind of, there's also the kind of weird thing of why he's taking theology. Yeah. Like comparative religions. That's not really followed up on. It's not really followed up. So maybe it is in the future. Like, is he having, I don't know. Is that having to do with something paranormal? So he's taking night classes and he's not paying attention. He's paying attention to the girl with the, um... Sweet Meg Ryan hair. Yeah, that was uh, a dope look. She did kind of look like Meg Ryan. And, uh, oh, God. This is this is one of the moments, um, if you uh, have a female presentation and you are alone, 
and you do not possess the male privilege and a guy comes up to you like that, it just gives me the 100% creeps. Yeah. Because, like, a lot of people in their life have had that moment and it's like, well, fuck. Um, like, I've had that moment at UBC. Oh, boy. Like, cur- like, like, not too recently oh, ago. No. And it's that, that really... B- and that's where I started getting the creeps. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't, like, an offensive, like... Oh, they're glorifying this thing? No, no, it was just like a like a thing that happens. Yeah. And um the good thing is Meg Ryan fucking Yas girl Yasses like just fucking punches him in the gut. Yeah. And that made me feel better. She did really uh that handle that situation. So well. he goes he actually goes to jail. Yeah. Uh so he's in there and there's another uh guy in there who was stabbed um by a prostitute that he took out mm-hmm. and good for her. And, uh, so they think the guy who was stabbed was, is the guy who's killing. Yeah. But really, the killer is behind them trying to smell Scully's hair. Yeah. Ugh. So, I think we kind of covered this at the beginning, but there's a through line in this episode where Scully is really uncomfortable with this case. She's having some flash, like, again, well, later on she has, like, flashes to that bat person. Yeah. Um, but... Like, there's some obvious... It's And Mulder talks to her, and it's not in a gross way. Yeah, but she's clearly uncomfortable talking to him because she doesn't want to f- look like or feel like or seem like a victim. Yes. And uh, so she actually goes into therapy. And I actually put a little heart by that. Yeah. Because I thought this was a really important scene, a really good scene, and talking about that, this fact that Scully does have PTSD. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. because she was abducted because of a lot of things. Um, cause she is like, unfortunately, because she is the only women and woman in a lot of these shows, she is the victim. Yeah. Like with Squeeze, um, like with, uh, Dwayne Barry, mm-hmm. um, this is a constant thing. And unfortunately, this is the way they write it. And I don't like that she's always the victim. And I don't like that she's a victim in this this one either. yeah no i mean it was super creepy but uh, i just i love that she's going through therapy and dealing with her ptsd but i don't like that they dragged her through it again yeah um it's very lazy mm-hmm. i just want like i mean i think it's an easy way for them to give people the creeps and the easy yeah. way isn't the way that you should necessarily go yeah um so well Scully decides to go back to Washington, D.C. with the original body uh, to see if... Because she is having a hard time with this case. And that's great. That's awesome that they're portraying that um, she's working through her her post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm -hmm. uh, So she does need some time. And actually, you know what? For the first time, I was like, okay with Mulder Scully closeness. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Is that weird? No. Like, I think, you know, it was... It was not a super inappropriate reflection of their relationship. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. And I appreciated that. And that was the first time, like, there was some hugs. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, okay with it. Mm -hmm. Um, So Scully is back in Washington, D.C. And she finds a fingerprint. Yeah. And so um, there's a raid on uh, young Harrison Ford's house where they find all the weird... 
Uh, oh, that's where they find the IKEA hair pillow. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And that's where they find the finger and some Brussels sprouts. Mm-hmm. But you thought instead of Brussels sprouts, I thought it was frozen peas and just a real teeny finger. <laughs> that's a that's a little just a little teeny, doll finger, little teeny finger, just a little earthworm. <laughs> uh, and the flowers, the funeral flowers in the bedroom. Yeah. Uh. And but they don't find the guy. They don't find the guy. Where the guy, young Harrison Ford, actually found out who Scully is. Yeah. And is waiting for him in the airport and follows her in the airport. And then he yeah, rams her car off the road and kidnaps her. And again, like this is this is like the number of times Scully has been kidnapped mm-hmm. is far too much for my liking yeah. in far too little episodes. Absolutely. And especially in the Dwayne Barry, like, that's what the season opened up in. Mm-hmm. Like, she was kidnapped and then she was missing and now she's going through it again. Like, can we leave Scully alone can you for just leave, a little bit? Just leave Scully alone. Just leave like, Scully she's alone. Been, I appreciate that she's working through her PTSD, but like there are other ways to, to develop her character. You need oh yeah, there's a there's way more ways to develop her character, and you need to be stop stop being so fucking lazy and stop making the only woman that you've showed the victim. Yeah. Um. When she was, I appreciated that she was getting out of it. Yeah. As well like as she, she was, was. Yeah. She did fight back. She didn't have to be necessarily rescued by Mulder. No. And uh, But she was. She was rescued by yeah. Mulder. Yeah. Uh, this is also music. I don't know if you mentioned it. Um, the music in this episode were was very similar to the last episode. Uh, what was our last episode? Uh, it was Aubrey. Aubrey. Very similar. But the sound mixing was much better and they used the music in an actual creepy way. Yeah. So when we were walking through the house um, with young Harrison Ford, his mom's house? Yeah, his mom's house. Um. It was, it actually had an effect and it was very, very, very creepy. Mm-hmm. It was gross. It was a gross feeling inside. Um, now, let's talk about this bat thing. Yeah. So, we, okay. Um, funeral director at the beginning sees a flash of young Harrison Ford as a bat, dare I say, Buffy-esque demon. Yeah. Very Buffy-esque, right? Yeah. And, um, and Scully also sees several times this guy as a, specifically a bat demon with the pointy ears and also as several other men. Yeah. And it's never explained and it's driving me absolutely nuts what that is a reference to. Okay. Because it was never, it was never kind of scooped up. Here's the info I've found on the Wikipedia for this episode. Okay. Um, Is it a spoiler? No. Okay. For this episode? Yeah. Well, no. I mean, okay. Anyway, go on. Um, The scene where Dana Scully imagines Faster appearing as a devil was influenced by real life accounts as described by Carter. There are reports of people who had been under the spell of Jeffrey Dahmer who actually claimed that he shapeshifted during those hours when they were held hostage that his image actually changed. Nutter said, In many ways, Chris wanted to sell the idea that, as established in Mulder's closing dialogue in the show, not all terror comes from the paranormal. It could have come from the person next door. So this is not... Like, this episode doesn't have any paranormal aspect to it, but the idea was that he... Scully was seeing him as the devil. 
And so was the funeral director. Yeah. So he's not an actual bad person. No. So why, but why would you have the same image over and over and with two separate people? Because it was poorly written. <laughs> and why would you go from bat person to like fucking like it was like Rasputin and then fat guy and I then think, skinny uh, guy? This is their interpretation of that phenomena. They were all white men. Yeah, they were all white men. Which is, I mean, legit. Um, so that's kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah. Like I thought, I thought when we saw the bat guy, I thought like this is a fucking demon fucking or a weird vampire thing like Nosferatu. Yeah. I thought it was a fucking Nosferatu and he had a bloodlust. I think they're just taking a lot of liberties with this phenomenon that they're talking about. And they're kind of saying, hey, how can we incorporate some real life serial killer BS into this? It was really, really weird. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't explained at all. And Having Scully see it, I understand, but then why was it at the beginning? Yeah. I mean, it and was why creepy was it for sure. It pooked me, like, no oh, questions yeah, asked. yeah, but I thought it was a paranormal but, thing. Like, she saw it in her dream before. Yeah. And whoa, I, whoa, whoa, whoa. She saw it in the dream before he even, she even saw the guy. Yeah. And so I that's thought, weird. I was confused because I thought that dream was related to her abduction and that she was seeing, like, an alien. That's what you said, but I saw the point of yours. It was clearly a bat person. Yeah. So I think this X-File may never be solved. Oh, gee. Like, that's special or anything different. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Well, pretty, that was, I don't know, true. it was kind of stupid. Yeah. Um, it's cold. So Scully's in, oh, Scully fights bat back young Harrison Ford pushes mm-hmm. him in the bath where he realizes wow those baths were actually really cold what was I doing to this poor woman like uncomfortably cold um and she's gets a gun but doesn't get to shoot the guy yeah and then but Mulder comes and saves her yeah and I really 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 was hoping that Scully shot this guy yeah me too um cause I was really tired of the victim complex there was a, a touching moment where she reveals her vulnerability to Mulder can I can I say I almost teared... Okay, Did I you? teared up. I teared up a little. Aw, that's oh, she, sweet. What is she... It wasn't Mulder. Fuck. It could no, it have was, been anyone. It was, it was the little, like... Jillian Anderson's fucking amazing acting. It was the little, like... The little lip just jutted out. And yeah. you know she's, like, trying not to crack. And then she does. And I'm like, I'm cracking, too. Aww. She was really sweet. And I yeah. wanted to, like, hold her. It was great. Good, great acting. Yeah, it was Jillian really Anderson. good. I, I actually wrote, I'm not angry at that hug. <laughs> I wasn't angry at it either. No, I wasn't angry at that hug. It was sweet. She was opening up and yeah. becoming vulnerable. Yeah. And that's a growth in their relationship in a non-creepy way. And I appreciated that. And that's the first time I've seen a Mulder-Scully relationship grow growth that isn't a, a, isn't a boner and B, that I actually liked. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> um, and then the end of this episode had a, a bit of a funny little ending to it. Where we see photos of the killer as oh, a child yeah. sort of evolving over the years. And he has this, like, you know, serial killer ass. It's like looking at pictures of Jeffrey Dahmer as a kid or or um, Charles Manson or what have you. I mean, like, it's, but whose kid is that? I don't know, but I need to know who this kid is. I need to know who <laughs> this poor child. You probably It was probably like a writer's kid or like a gaffer's kid. I'm going like, to look it up. I'm going to see if he's still working in Vancouver. Oh, my God. That'd be so funny. It was him growing up and we're like, oh, man. But those look like real. Those look like real school pictures. So yeah, this they did. Kid, like, just a kid who's like just done with everyone's shit. <laughs> he's an old soul. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was good. 
There's a lot of unanswered questions. I still don't understand the bat thing. That's okay. I don't. So if, uh, like I was saying, if you understand the bat thing, but don't like spoil it if it does, if it has something. Oh, I to would do with the highly end. doubt it would have anything to do with any other single episode. No, you don't think show. he comes back? Not even a chance. I will. Do I have a? Do I have a point from predictions? I think we're are we one tied? For one, yeah. I'm gonna bet my one point that bat thing is not done okay because i let's shake on it no you're gonna turn me into gold yeah i was gonna turn you into gold you caught me um i don't know it's not like chris carter to leave something like that alone because it was cool makeup and stuff yeah well i think it's over for good okay hopefully it is should we rate this yeah let's rate it I rate it on a spooky scale, one to five, alien thumbs up, five being I can't sleep at night, and this is, uh, like, at least a 3.5, if not a four. Nice. Like, that, actually, the creepiest shot for me was the, she goes, the, uh, woman goes in the bedroom, and it shoots, like, out, pulls out, and there's, like, funeral flowers. That gave me the 100% creeps. Yeah, that was a pretty good shot. And I got some, like, tinglies in the back of my neck, too. Yeah. So that was really good. Uh, Rage scale, I rate from one to Excelsis Day. Uh, I'm going to give this a six. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, didn't make me super angry, but there also wasn't anything I was crazy about in it. No. Eh. I mean, it was, it was creepy. Yeah, it was creepy. And I did like that, which is probably why it's not higher. Yeah. Uh, now, I know you have a personal X-Files. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I tell you my personal X-Files? You may. About creepiness? Yes. Okay. Come and tell us, dude, about the spooky thing that happened to you. Because we'll never tell you that we don't believe you. Unless we get abducted, we will never leave you. We want to hear about your personal X-File. Um, if you are fans of the show, you know I uh, have a significant other. Mm-hmm. And that significant other... Uh, sleepwalks yes um and you also know that one of my fears is things creepy crawling at night in my bedroom mm-hmm. uh, whether it be aliens peeking through the window etc and that is in fact why i sleep with something over my eyes at all times so a, literally a couple days ago um i hear some shambling in the room and i'm like well i have my eyes covered so you know, I don't want to look at it, but it's it's all out shambling. Oh god! And so I uncover, I look up, and literally there is something crossing across my room, and I scream so loud. Oh my god! So loud, and this thing leaps on me, and it's breathing hard. And I swear, I thought this is how it's, I'm going to die. Oh my god! And I'm like. Am I getting raped in my own bedroom? Am I going to die? I am terrified. I am still screaming. And then suddenly this thing on me that is breathing very heavily and is like hyperventilating is my husband. Oh, no, Colin, no. And he was sleepwalking. And I kid you not, he was sleepwalking because, and I quote, he had to find the meat kinder egg. (laughs) Oh, my God. Amazing. So that was the thing that happened to me that's creepy. It's delightful. La- let's hear your, the personal X-File that we found. Oh, yeah. Okay. So this is an article I'm very excited about. It's from we- our friends at Weekend Weird, it right? It is from our friends at Weekend Weird. They're awesome. They're the just the dang best. And this is a weird one. 
Um, so the title of this article is Plague of Unexplained Hairballs is Strange Mystery for Texas Campus. This is so weird, you guys. And uh, it has a photo. We'll post this on our Facebook, but it has a photo of what looks like a guy holding up a, po- a ball of solid black pubes. Yeah. <laughs> And it says, there's a bizarre mystery afoot on the campus of the University of Texas. Odd balls of hair are confounding students, annoying janitors, and stumping everyone who tried to figure out where they're originating. In her 25 years on the custodial staff at UT, Linda Houston says she's never seen anything like the hairballs. I don't know where it comes from, and I don't know how it gets here, she told the Daily Texan, adding that the strange appearance of the hairy anomaly started happening gradually over the past semester. Like, does it say where they're finding them? Um, because I assume just in the shower stalls. <laughs> Do you remember the showers, the shared dorm showers? Stalls? Oh yeah, they were gross. Um, oh man, here's a good thing though. Uh, the case puzzled freshman Zachary Adams so much he launched his own investigation. Uh, one professor even had the audacity to reply, "I'm not sure why you feel this topic is important enough to get people to spend time on it." <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly just pubes. Yeah, like it's just, it's just pubes. It's just pubes. It's just guy. Someone wants the mullet, and so they're just trimming the front. So basically, no one knows where they're coming from, but they are balls of pubes just hanging around campus. Uh, that article written by Greg Newkirk, Newkirk of Week and Weird. He's Greg is awesome. Yeah, so yeah. we'll post that on our Facebook. Uh, you guys check so it out. yeah, check it out. I wonder what's happening. That's a better hair story than hair pillows, man. Yeah, true, true. Um, okay, uh, predictions. Yeah, let's do some predictions. Anything could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me, Courtney, what's it gonna be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. It's your turn to predict. Is it? Yes. So the title of season two, episode 14, that I'm about to say incorrectly, is Dihand Diverletz. Is it German? German. Die. Is the die Bart die, die the, Bar- the, the Bart the the hand the hand in the can I translate that last word Yeah it's okay so can v- you spell it for me V E R L E Hold on v- Jesus God Oh God Come on V E E R R L L E E T Oh, it came up T-Z-T? Yeah. This is fascinating podcasting. We're spelling. Uh, German English, German English dictionary. Hurt. The hand, the hurt. The hand, the hurt. The hurt hand. The bruised hand. The injured hand. The hurted hand. The violated hand. Oh, no. The infringed hand. Well, this is becoming upsetting. Or, or... The hand that hurts. Yeah, that was kind that of would what, be that it. was that my would instinct. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, so the hand that hurts. So, uh, oh, the hand that hurts. Okay. Um, I'm going to say we're going to go full religion. Oh, yeah? And this is fucking, because Jesus has hand boo-boos, right? Yes. Stigmata. Is that what that's called? Yes. Okay, I'm going to say there's some hella stigmata going on in a town 
uh, un, a very much like one found in the general area of Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go down to Surrey or something, and there's a town, and people have stigmata. Okay. And uh, are dying, and then the dead things have stigmata. What's the German about it? Uh, it's a German. Ugh. Are Quakers German? They speak German, right? I think so. I'm not sure. It's a Quaker town. If you're Quaker, just... If you're Quaker, well, I mean... Uh, never mind. Mm, never mind. <laughs> I mean, if you're a Quaker, you shouldn't be listening to this. Yeah, you're you naughty. Probably, uh... You're naughty. Naughty Quaker. Oh. Go eat your oats. Come on. <laughs> Are we hitting on Quakers? Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Well, um, well knock that off my list. <laughs> Yeah, I would say it's like a German, like, Quaker or, like, one of those German towns. Well, I mean, that was already kind of done in, like, Gender Bender, but, I mean, whatever. Yeah, that's true. It's like, uh, you know, um, oh, God. Oh, no, that's a Nor- Norwegian town in Van- in uh, Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's just kind of German town. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Well, or Jesus with German. Yeah, or Jesus with German. That's I don't also... know. I mean, that could be a thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's time. Yeah? To say, write us at doublexfilespodcast at gmail.com. At Facebook, Double X Files. And Twitter. Uh, double X Files. On Tumblr, we're, fuck yeah, Double X Files. And guys, it's June, so you know what that means. It's the first CD set uh, in our CDs. It's the first CD in our CD set. Um, the music of season two Go to patreon.com slash thunderquack and you have to pledge $7 a month and you will get that fucking CD this month. Yeah. You want to get in on June. You don't want to have two out of three. Yeah, man. Because that, you know. You don't want to be missing out. You don't want to be missing out. jams. And then also, just before we go. Yeah. If you wouldn't mind writing us a sweet little iTunes review and rating us. Yeah, do that. It would be honestly like a, a treasured gift. It would be like our own hair pillow that you designed and stuffed yourself out of your own hair. Yes. Because, I mean, that's that's expensive to send to us. So instead, just write us an iTunes review. And like this episode, it would have a subtle eroticism. <laughs> what, the iTunes review? Yes. Guys, you don't have to be subtle about your eroticism, though. Like, yeah. Just fucking go out. Go ahead. Go all out. Do it. We Tell want- us. You love us. Tell us you love us. And how you want to make love to us. Don't do that. (laughs) No, 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 no. No, don't do that. Well, it has to involve your golden fingers. Yeah, you will become Tell us how you'd like us to make love to you. Yeah. 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 (laughs) That's better. Do that. Is it? Is it better? I don't know. Okay. Okay. I'm upset. I'm upset. Let's end this now. (laughs) We love you guys. We love you very much. Uh, Until next time, the truth truth is out there. there. We're going to get some weird emails. Yay. And I think I'm going to like it. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm.